You're listening to The Local Beat, a podcast by WKNC dedicated to bringing North Carolina rockers directly to the airwaves. The Local Beat is hosted by DJ Beowulf and features in-studio performances as well as interviews with active local musicians. Be sure to follow WKNC on SoundCloud at WKNC881 and on iTunes so you never miss a beat. Thanks for tuning in. Doing lines of powder on the kitchen 
You are listening to The Local Beat on WKNC 88.1. This is the third remote session that we've done so far since going out of studio. And I'm really excited to bring in a band that we've worked with in the past but have yet to have on air. Uh, this is Through the Tallwoods, some Raleigh favorites and associated with the band Juxton Roy that we've just interviewed. Their podcast came out today in at time of recording. Um, Through the Tallwoods has worked with WKNC in the past, as I mentioned, particularly at our most recent hopscotch day party um and it's kind of crazy that we haven't had y'all in the studio yet um so thank you for being here if you'd like to go down the line and introduce yourselves and say what you do that would be fantastic yeah thanks for having us um i'm austin i play bass i'm taylor i play guitar and i sing sometimes i'm austin taylor and i play drums <laughs> That's actually kind of funny. I didn't piece that together. I knew your names, but when Austin was messaging me on the Through the Tallwoods Instagram and mentioned that you guys had gotten a new drummer and said that his name was Austin Taylor, I didn't really make that click. Yeah. <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> I like that a lot. Uh, so Austin Taylor, uh, when did you join the band? Um, well, originally I was the drummer back in the day. I don't know. Yeah, it's a little bit. A little bit. We played, and they had found a new drummer because I had moved out of town. But I want to say here a few months ago, I joined officially permanently um, as the drummer. Like back in like February. Yeah. yeah. Back in February. <laughs> so it's been a couple months then since he's been in the band, but even longer since we last interacted as organization and band. Uh, the Hopscotch Day Party was in September of 2019. What have y'all been up to since then, roughly? Uh, we played a bunch of shows since then, mostly in Raleigh, but we went to like Chapel Hill and things, getting around the triangle. Um, but we put out an EP in November that we recorded. So that was pretty fun. That was called Growth. Um, and then, yeah, we've just been writing and playing shows since then. Obviously not now, but... Yeah, not now, but <laughs> well, then let's jump right into it. So, your EP, what's it titled, and when did it specifically come out? It's called Growth. It came out, I want to say, November 16th. Uh, that, no, that's when we played the show. I think it was like 29 or something like that. I don't know. It was, it was later. It was November. September, October, November of last year, somewhere around there. I don't remember the day. In the late fall. We um, played the release show in November. I know that. Yeah. How many songs are on this EP? Uh, Technically five, but one of them's a piano interlude thing we did with a friend. And we're definitely going to talk about the interlude later because I thought that was one of the most interesting parts of the album. There's a lot going on in there, but I have some specific questions for that one. Um, from listening to the album, I know that Skin Deep was the first single that you released off of this. Um, do you want to talk a little bit about why you chose that song both to open the album and to release it first? Um. Skin Deep was a song that really, like, I enjoyed early on, and obviously the more you play a song, the more you sing it, but it's one that really flowed well into our other song, Wake Up Early, um, and it just felt, like, atmospherically the kind of song that we should use for a starter, either at a show or on an album or something like that. It just, like, really gets people in the mindset for our kind of music, I guess. Yeah, it's like a good intro to what we kind of sound like without like giving too much away. It was also one of the first songs we kind of wrote together. Right. So <clears throat> we just always opened with it. So we felt it was a good opener for the. When you were writing that song, was Austin in the band, like, was this an early song that you had written or was this second drummer? 
These are all part of it, I believe. We didn't really need to write it together, but I definitely knew the song and was able to play it, but now I think we kind of rewrote it a little bit since I came in. Mm -hmm. A lot of it was just like Taylor wrote some songs and then I kind of took them and did some things to them and we kind of collaborated on it. And it, it really has just changed with every drummer we've had. We've gone through a few now and I kind of like where it's at now with our new drummer. But, uh, <laughs> Yeah, Hang on, it's gone through a few different phases, and it doesn't. A lot of the songs on that album now don't really sound the way we play them live now. So, yeah, you had mentioned to me behind the scenes that y'all are kind of focusing on a new sound at the moment. Would you say that that's because you got a new drummer, or just the direction that you're heading in? I would say that originally the songs I had written were designed for more of like hardcore background drummer just because the technicalities the like math rock elements or whatever I really wanted someone who was like fast and heavy but we were working with like a lot of different people at the time we were trying to figure out what was the best sound for us so we like I said I really wanted heavy stuff early on so I'm very glad that we came across him so our reinventing of sound is not so much like a I don't know, like a, a band decision so much as like we... I think it's more it just kind of happened naturally, but we found a, a good lineup that works for us. So we're honing in on that more technical sound, that heavier side that we haven't really been able to show yet. That's more of our hardcore background that we listen to while still having that good, like the pop melodies and the radio choruses and things that you'd expect out of a band like us. Definitely. And you, you do a little bit of like heavier things. There's definitely like, um, I'm pretty sure it's you, Austin, that does the screaming on this album. Yeah, so you, you touch on it for sure. There's classic distortion and just like one, one, four, five riffs going through every now and then. But, you know, you have your own sound. So how would you describe that sound? Um, we definitely are very like math rock influenced and we, we do that on purpose. But at the same time, we are very into bands like Paramore and Panic at the Disco and stuff back in the day, so we like had early emo sound as well as the like classic 80s sound. We've got a lot of people tell us that we sound like like the 80s and Dinosaur Jr. and stuff like that in the 90s. So I don't know. Like, haven't really figured our sound out yet. It's like a I don't know. <laughs> that I is okay. okay. <laughs> I can definitely see the Dinosaur Jr. reference. I'm kind of a, a dinosaur head myself. Uh, <laughs> I don't think that that's what they're called. I'm just trying to sound cool. <laughs> <laughs> they are now. <laughs> but you do, like, particularly the special effects that I'm assuming, Taylor, it's on your guitar line, um, when y'all kind of did a sort of, like, fade in, fade out impact. I think it was on particularly, sorry, I have the album pulled up on my phone. Um, Shut it out. You kind of did some cool effects there. Um, what was your process of like figuring out those distortions or let me rephrase that question. When you write a song, a lot of people play it on like an unplugged guitar. What is your process for layering on different effects to get the final impact that you want? That's how I'm going to say it. <laughs> um, um, so I have two distortions. One is my Ibanez tube screamer, and that's kind of my diet distortion. And then I've got a Friedman overdrive, which is kind of a, a emulator of sorts. Like, it's kind of a head emulator. It's kind of made to, like, emulate the bride uh, head. 
Friedman head. The Friedman but, brown eyed uh, overdrive head, yeah. Yeah. Um it's like pretty heavy, a little very chunky. A little chunky. That's like, how we get a lot of our, like, like feedback and stuff. We're big fans of feedback and noise. We do that a lot live and between songs. So both of us have like pedals on our boards that are just for just for making noise and being kind of annoying. But at the same time, <laughs> like we can use it to be ambient and we'll post rocky and things like that. So yeah. kind of a corny question, but would y'all consider yourselves gearheads? Like how into that world are you? Oh god. He's definitely the technical one in the band as far and both of them really. I play by ear and I just kind of taught myself and so everything's kind of a learning experience for me. But I definitely go to either of them if I like need some gear advice. They're you were all pretty much taught like self taught. Yeah, we all yeah. kinda of taught ourselves. I don't know a ton about like production, but I I'm big into like pedals and amps and things and live productions, so yeah, I like here. <laughs> Touching on the production side, what was it like recording the growth EP and how long did it take? Uh, we did it in, I want to say, four or five days. The main tracking was three days, and then we went back and redid some vocals and other things, but we actually did that in the living room of the house. We're not sitting in the living room, but it was in this house. And uh, we kind of just cleared everything out of the way and borrowed my dad's drum set and just had a uh, map from Justin Roy come over and he tracked the whole thing and him and I just kind of produced it together and the things just kind of very DIY in our living room for a couple of days. It was pretty fun actually. And then for the gang vocals on like Shut It Out, we had just a bunch of our friends come over for a party. And at one point we were just like, hey, let's record this real quick and put up a couple mics and just have them sing it. So. I think it was pretty fun. We did all of it ourselves with Matt, and we had a good time. Um, and in what order were the songs written? Like, are these, were they all written for this album, or did you have some new ones that you finally wanted to track? Or old ones, I mean. Um, we have had a pretty large batch of songs that we've been sitting on for a while, and we wrote this EP. We didn't write this EP. We had all these songs, and we were trying to figure out what to do, so we said, we're gonna put the CP out called Growth because all these songs kind of go together and make sense. And then we'll put out a follow-up EP with other songs that are like kind of a, like a precursor, a prequel to our first EP, but one that goes along with it with like similar artwork, but kind of a darker theme and a more refined kind of thing, so. When can we expect that second uh, EP? Um, for, for the time being, since we can't do shows, we're kind of just going to be recording singles and hopefully a split EP that we're going to put out before then. And then we kind of want to start recording that EP near the end of the year, early next year. But we just want to take our time with it. Like we had a good two years to work on the first EP. So we're really trying to just hone in on every little detail and make sure it's something we're going to love. Now you've touched on this a little bit, just talking about how Taylor pulls like gear questions from the two of you and bringing Austin Taylor back into the band from the beginning. What's the group dynamic like and what's your songwriting process because of that? Me. <laughs> I kind of, my role in the band is not so much technical as it is like I just come up with like word vomit. Like I just provide they're able to take like lyrics that I've come up with because I've always been very like 
poetry drawn or all that bullshit or whatever. Oops, sorry. <laughs> but <It's>, uh, <laughs> it happens pretty organically most of the time. I mean, we, we're never like, let's sit down and write a song. It's like, we get finished with a song and someone starts playing something. We're just like jamming on it. And then we're like, that's cool. What if we took this part and went into this? And then we end up working on a song for, you know, 45 minutes. And then we record it and come back to it a month from then or a week from then whenever <coughs> we feel like it. Sometimes we get really excited about them and we want to work on it for a long time. And sometimes we're like, that's a cool idea. Let's save that for something. <laughs> Just put a pin in it, come back to it later. Yeah. Um, Austin, you specifically had mentioned uh, that you had this group of songs. And you're like, we're going to put out an EP and we're going to call it Growth. Did you have the title already or did that kind of grow as you were recording? That was kind of her idea, honestly. And I just fell in love with the idea of having like two EPs that kind of correspond with each other. Um, that are, the titles kind of go together, but they're different titles, you know. Uh, I don't want to put too much out and say what all this stuff is because it might not be that down the road, but yeah. Um, I don't know. Uh, it, it all ties on a little bit with the name Through the Woods. Like, obviously, we are, we are kind of nature core or whatever. <laughs> nature core. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think that growth was just kind of something that I personally at the time, and I know that Austin was focused on some growth in his life as well. Like we were just kind of in a time of our lives where we were, where, yeah, where we were transitioning to different things and like jobs, different settings. So it kind of fit with the songs, but also the time of our lives that we were actually working on this stuff. So. Are you comfortable talking about the subject matter of these songs a little bit? Because a lot of them sound really personal. I'm, I'm good with it. Good cool. With it. Um, let's just start at the beginning. Skin Deep, like, what are you referring to in that song? Um, so Skin Deep is, like, it was a post-breakup song, and, like, I am totally cool friends with the person that I broke up with at this point, and they were like, you should totally just write a sad song about this to get over it, and I kind of took it to heart, so I wrote Skin Deep kind of just, like, trying to be friends with somebody that you don't want out of your life but also like getting over them at the same time like trying to yeah. keep it deep um but there's a lot of contrast in this album i think it's particularly in shut it out which i've mentioned in the past um forgive me if i'm referencing the wrong song because your lyrics aren't posted online um <laughs> get them up <laughs> no it's totally fine um, <laughs> Um, as you said, Skin Deep was like talking about how to figure out a new relationship dynamic since you're not together, but in Shut It Out, you kind of reference someone that's like not in your life whatsoever, and like there's no dynamic there. Right. Yeah. That, that's just kind of, in a way, a summation of my personality, like when I need to get over something or get past someone that may potentially be toxic just because of my interaction with them that like they are a toxic person you can just like dump people from your life entirely but um i want to say that shut it out is just like me trying to be happy-go-lucky about wanting someone out of my life i guess like i've just got to shut it out yeah yeah and just be kind of like chipper about it but that's my way like everybody has their own way of dealing with 
with things. And that's just kind of my like emo way of dealing with it. No, and that's totally fine. Like, as we both said, and particularly you, this song is very much, or like this album is very much like your feelings. And obviously as the main songwriter, it makes total sense that that's just your way of dealing with things. And it's totally fine. Um, in the Bandcamp description of the album, you say that this album is the culmination of our lives and the experiences and people who've helped shape them. These are the stories of traumas and triumphs that have helped to guide us uh, to where we needed to be. And without reading the whole thing, essentially the last line is, we are through the tall woods and we proudly present to you growth. So maybe a little bit of a metaphysical question, but through this process, writing the songs, recording them and releasing them, what growth have you each experienced as individuals or as a band? Um, honestly, a lot, I think. When we first started playing together and became friends, we were all struggling with mental health issues and we were all just like not living very healthy and just, it wasn't a great time for all of us and we were all like, now we all live with our significant others and we're all like happy and playing in a band and we're like at least i feel a little bit stable and i don't know i think we've all just kind of grown up and learned how to live as adults in a really short amount of time yeah with that being said there's still a lot more to be written you know the struggle's not in there you know no. it just gets harder yeah. that, that's for the next yeah. <laughs> 2020, yeah. everything gets harder. <laughs> I, come, I come from a metal background, which deals with a lot of fantasy, you know, a lot of, uh, more or less hardcore, it deals about a lot of real problems. And I think, you know, being in a, a friend group that I, you know, obviously I love these guys and being able to talk about our issues instead of just putting them off and, you know, thinking about whatever and actually just focusing on the issue and talking about it and then singing about it and releasing it for others to make their own assumptions about it and you know that's hardcore that's that's the music that, that we produce that do it. You've mentioned a couple times that you each uh, pull from like different musical dynamics and that contributes to your really varied sound. Where do you think you fit within the Raleigh or Triangle music scene? Are there other bands that you have strong connections with or um, ones that you play often with, so on and so forth? Um, I think that the, the Raleigh scene and like bands in the triangle can get a little clicky to be honest. So I don't try to play with too many of the same bands, but at the same time, like pretty good friends with a lot of the bands around here. Like I, I'm really into building a big sense of community. I have a playlist with like just local bands that I, uh, like, like every week, it's just, I love the local scene. I love like reaching out to these bands and playing with them. But there are a few that we have really strong connections with. Jefferson Roy, obviously. Um, Condado from Greensboro are some good friends of ours. Um, a lot of the younger bands like Student Health and Hey Champ and all that we like. Um, but, I mean, we still aspire to be good friends and like try to fit in with some of the bigger, like more technical bands like. Echo Nest and Youth League and Zephyranthes and things like that because uh, it's just kind of something we're honing in on is our like the musicianship side of it as well as the the emotional content behind it you know yeah. mm -hmm. definitely um, and part of I think a cool benefit regardless of the clickiness that I have also experienced in the Raleigh scene. Mm -hmm. um, 
working with your friends and working with people that you're comfortable can produce really cool results. Um, I mentioned earlier that I had specific questions for the interlude. Um, how did you, how did you write that? There's, it's a really, for those who are unaware of the EP, uh, it's a really lush orchestral part that just kind of comes right in the middle of this really um, angular punk album is I think the best way to describe it because it's math, but it's still got some classic punk elements. Um, very cool album. I am a fan. But in the middle is this really lush orchestral piece. Who did you work with on that? And what was that like? So the interlude, if you listen very closely, it's actually a slowed down version of Skin Deep. Um, it is done by a friend of mine named uh, Autumn Brand, and she's been involved with a number of musical projects. She's a fantastic violinist and vocalist and everything. Um, but I, I hit her up and I was like, you know, I've, I've heard your music. I used to work with her back in the day in a coffee shop. And so she was like, sure, like, I'd love to do a little feature on your album. But it is just kind of a slowed down, more contemplated version of Skin Deep. Mm -hmm. um, what was the purpose of that? Was that intentional or just what she came up with? Well, we actually came up with like, the whole arrangement, the piano and everything Taylor played, and then we sent it to her and she played the violin over it. But we had just talked about wanting this interlude kind of deal forever because um, it's one of the biggest, most influential bands for me when I first started playing was Protest the Hero. And just on a good number of their albums, they just have all these really beautiful like orchestral arrangements with piano and acoustic guitar and just all this beautiful stuff. And I just really always wanted to do that. And I think we're probably going to do that on our second EP too. Do it a little bit different, probably more acoustic guitar focused, but just this big, beautiful arrangement we wanted. So we kind of wrote that based off Skin Deep to kind of keep it tied in with the EP. And then we sent it off to her and she did all the, she sent us multiple different mixes of violin and things that we got to choose that we wanted. It was cool to work with her and collaborate with people on this album. But Matt really helped us make it big and spacey and everything we really wanted it was mm -hmm. once we actually got to record it was more than we imagined it would be it was really fun to make actually yeah uh like i said super lush and particularly mentioning uh, matt how matt made it like really spacey i definitely think that that comes through um and it creates just a really cool atmosphere right in the middle of the album do you think that the new music that you're working on or your new sound as a band is gonna incorporate more of that um, we're definitely going to stick with like some of those piano kind of deals and interludes in some of our bigger releases, like the, the second EP. I don't know about some of our smaller releases, but we definitely refined our sound a little bit. It's definitely a little bit less lo-fi and more, the production value is a lot higher in some of our newer releases. If I have anything to say about it, there will be atmospheric pieces. Oh yeah. We definitely plan to do some, <laughs> some post-rocky stuff in the future. and honing on our mathiness a little bit and everything oh, awesome. you've done but multiplied more is basically our plan. I'm just waiting for you guys to develop into like a cursive cover band or something like that. <laughs> well, I did love cursive though. Great band. Um, also since uh, you're all kind of connected with Juxtan Roy, weird mental association. I always think of Jess when I listen to cursive for no for no reason i literally don't know why i've never seen them post about cursive or anything like that but if i put on domestica i'm thinking about jess 
Jess is a delight. <laughs> Both Jess and Cursive are a delight. talked about the current EP and how you're looking uh, to develop a second one, particularly in having maybe a darker art theme. 
Um, while you, I know you're not trying to get too much into that because things might change and it's not really happening yet, we can talk about the current album's art, right? Mm -hmm. You want to explain some backstory for that as well? The album art, honestly, was a picture that I took when I was on a walk outside in the woods. It's nothing super special, but I don't know. I think that we wanted something, like, young and vibrant and growing out of the ground to be... Yeah, we like trees. We, yeah. Nature core. But it's not just a picture of, like, a little sprout, you know? You've got some graphic design elements there, so um, who did it and, like, what were your expectations there? So most of our graphic design stuff was done by Anna Barlow. She was a recent graduate of App State and she's one of my best friends. Um, and she did a lot of the work for the album art. She she worked with us a lot because we were very, I was very nitpicky. I know I was like, like turn this this way and put the text there. Like, you know, whatever. But um, very common. It's your best friend. Hey, you know what you gotta do, right? Yeah. <laughs> Um, but she, she did a lot of work for that, and yeah. If I'm not mistaken, that's who Skin Deep is about. It is, it is who Skin Deep is about. We are totally cool friends now, and she's an awesome person, but Skin Deep was like our post breakup song. <laughs> I think I have another song about Jared. Yeah, that was written at the time. Actually, her and I worked on that song together in the beginning. Yeah, I do want to feature her on that one later. Yeah, we're probably gonna we're probably gonna bring her in for some vocals. She's a talented vocalist, so she will not leave otherwise. DP two though. I mean, just like we mentioned, uh, working with people that you're comfortable with and that you have history with, whether in the scene or out or adjacent to it, uh, produces really good results because you can very clearly set your expectations and make demands like slight ang angular changes and stuff that maybe wouldn't be as easy to do if you were working with a commissioned stranger, so on and so forth. Um, but we've kind of talked about the whole package of the album now. Um, how did audience members react to it when you first put it out? What kind of comments have you heard from people? Um, I mean, we, we put it out and then we kind of stopped playing shows right after just because we just had some band drama and stuff going on and just we were working on things and then the whole virus hit so like we haven't really been able to be out and play and promote it, but I mean, it's doing pretty well online. We just had a thousand streams on Skin Deep and Wake Up Early is not far behind. So like, it's doing all right. And my dad loves promoting me. He shows all his friends and I get hit up like from all these old people. This is so good. And I'm like, yeah. thank you. Our audience pool thank is you. vastly like middle to old stage people and then like really punk singers. You know? <laughs> Like, like you can go on like your Spotify artist profile and see your demographic and it shows the age range. It's like 21 to 28 or whatever is like 40% and then 50 to 65 is like the other 40%. Wait, you can't, I'm like, All right. so you can't have 65 and 40%. That's 105 I'm saying 50, <laughs> the age range is 50 to 65. Oh, okay. All right, all right. It's, it's 40% of the, it's just like really young people and really old people and no in between. I'm like, all right. What's up? I mean, you got to respect the generations of rockers. Weird that the little middle millennials didn't make it, but they just haven't been exposed yet. If that's who we're playing to, then that's what we got to do. I'm going to do it. Kind of a cool transition then. Um, what's a Through the Tall Woods show like? Um, 
And what songs are you playing these days? Well, not these days, but you know what I mean. Yeah, right. Um, we're really into playing like really energetic shows. We're into a lot of live stage energy and just looking super professional live, you know, having good transitions between songs and stuff. It's when you come out, it's an experience watching us at the whole production that we've rehearsed and everything. We've thought out all these songs and we try to think out literally every second of our performance just so, I don't know, we're anxious people, so it makes us feel better about <laughs> it. You know? When do you bring in the anxiety comes? Uh, <laughs> you have to, so, you can't lie to them entirely. <laughs> we still open and close with our EP, except for Shut It Out, because I, don't know, I hate that song. <laughs> We've kind of come to hate Shut It Out in the end, but I. For why? I, so Shut It Out, I, I personally, I know that there's there's some hatred among this song in the group. I hope that eventually it is a song that we can play live and people would be able to get into because it's got that like group part to it in the middle. Yeah. But because we are a baby band, now we just kind of sound like baby green day or something like really yeah. trying to get a crowd grab or something it just like <laughs> it kind of fits in that ep but it doesn't really fit with the rest of our aesthetic so it just kind of sounds out of place when we play it even though it has good crowd reception it's like i'll revisit it i'm just not super into how it's arranged at the moment so we've kind of just pushed it aside for some of our newer stuff like what we just recorded and stuff we're about to record yeah uh, you mentioned that professionalism uh, and particularly like how you present is uh, really important. So I guess what's your practice regimen like? What's a, how do you practice before a show in particular? Well, we're in the room right now. Yeah, we are in the practice room right now. Um, honestly, we usually practice like two or three days before and we might do a light practice before we actually play, but we all have day jobs and our backs all hurt and we don't want to stand all day and then go and play a show at the end of the night standing so us old people we just kind of usually practice the week before and really get it down we practice like once a week usually or yeah we were it's been kind of hectic lately but like we usually write a set list and just practice that over and over and like practice everything practice the talking between your songs there's literally a set list right here like sitting on the table i know since i've been in the band we just would pick a song and we would rail it over and over and like austin said we would only do pretty much one a week and that's really enough you know if you if you take a song you have like you know obviously it's already written but since i was a new member there's gonna be a lot of different things the way i hit is obviously different than the other drummer but mm -hmm. just go through and rail a song over and over until it's done. We're comfortable with it and then move on and on. And it moves really quickly, you know? And yeah, definitely play. makes sense. Definitely like focusing on the energy that we, you know, yeah. also our stage presence and what we're going to do. And like like breakdowns will come. Just, this is what we're going <laughs> to A little bit choreographed, not so much. But yeah. like what we practice is how we play live. We go hard in this little tiny room and we're like, all right, in this little part, we're going to say this and when we're going to like, drop in and it's gonna be super heavy like it's all very thought out and we're very mindful of every bit of our performance um yeah yeah we try to be do you have a favorite show that you've ever played you can each give different answers if you want to yeah what's, what's your, your mine yeah honestly i really i enjoyed the pinhook show that we played. Was fun. The Pen Hub was fun. The Pen Hub was fun. We played with a lot of good bands. We played with 
Kandata, like I said, that was their easy release show. Mm -hmm. They invited us to play. And uh, I played with Student Health and uh, Strong Man and Company, one of my favorite bands. Just like, it was a cool show. First time we played at Durham. It was a lot of fun. Let's go. It's not the other popular around here. Proper Sleep. Proper Sleep. We played with them once. Well, we played with both of those bands on the same night. Was it, both, was it the same yeah. night? Listen. Uh, we played at <laughs> Henry's house. We played with uh, Paper Rest Bag. in peace to that house. Yeah, for real. <laughs> oh, fuck. It's gone oh, forever. Uh, we played with Proper Sleep, Paper Bag, and Ozone Jones. That was super fun. It was our first house show. I think it was our seventh, second show ever. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's where you made me play Girl. Yeah, we played Girl Art single that's about to come out for the first time ever and I thought it sounded good but I mean we were in like a garage and I was anxious as hell so I don't really like I can't see anything around me when I'm playing. We had just written a part for this song the day before that was like a technical guitar part and he was like yeah we gotta play the show I'm like what? What? <laughs> I said it's like 20 seconds and she's like mm -hmm. <laughs> and it probably got fucked up. I don't remember, but everyone it liked it. It turned out okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's, That's all fun. you can ask for, honestly. You're turning uh, out just okay. okay. I mean, like, I, I'm a big anxious person as well. I always feel like if I work really hard at something, something is always going to go wrong. But even <laughs> going wrong, it will be better than what would have happened if I hadn't worked really hard on it. Mm -hmm. So... Yeah. You take what you can get. <laughs> and obviously, I've only played a couple. Um, honestly, no, the most recent one was probably my favorite. That's what I was going to say. It was 506. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Cool. Ruby Deluxe was awesome. That was like a lot of friends and family because it was like the first like coming back. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. Even like you said, it was like working hard. I felt like I messed up a little bit a few times. It was like kind of like, you know, first time coming back, playing a show. I'm playing a show in a while, but no one knows. Like, I didn't even know, but I'm in my head. I'm like, oh my God, I messed I, I know several <laughs> And it's people. huge, you know, but everyone's like, oh my god, the difference in the vomit. They loved it. I'm just like, really? <laughs> really? <laughs> so much. You the coolest part about the, uh, the most recent show, though, was like this practice space. It's in a little neighborhood in Cary. So, like, when we're playing, it's loud and there's this crazy neighbor next door. Like, <laughs> the others. But, like across the street, I guess, these people have just been listening to us and enjoying it. And this dude drove 45 minutes to local 506 to like just come watch us perform yeah. because he heard us like through our practice. And that was really cool. And, like bought yeah. every piece of merch we had and stuff. I was like, wow, He went hard at the show too. He, yeah, did. he went crazy. He's like. And this is like a dad, like his, his wife and kids live there with him. It's awesome. <laughs> so it was cool to see him come out. Like, and we just had so many, we met so many new people. And it was just a really fun show. That's um. A really adorable story, actually. <laughs> and now you need to make kids merch for his kids, right? I know, yeah. <laughs> kids, Bob. I mean, kids I say kids. They're like probably close to our age, yeah, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> oh. like older, older. Yeah, they're like, they're like late teenagers. <laughs> so I was thinking like little bitty kids, and I was gonna be like, ah, through the small woods. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that could be your kids' line. It's our, I was going to say, it's our whole new line for children. Yeah. <laughs> There's too many expletives, but... Most of them are 21 and up, but... Yeah. <laughs> well, when you're, when you're accompanied by a parent or guardian, expletives don't really matter. They'll just shield you from it. You're good. 
But since we're kind of rounding down, you had mentioned uh, your single girl. You've been playing it for a little while, but it's supposed to come out soon. When can we expect that? Uh, I mean, we just recorded it, and I don't want to say anything definite until we have masters and everything. But we've heard some uh, mixes and things like that. So we're just waiting to get a finalized before we really give a date. But we're thinking like late July or late August, kind of one of those. There's not really another time. Late summer. So one of those two times. One of the times. <laughs> it's still not too far out, so it's something to expect. Um, yeah. And where can audience members find your music that's already been released? Uh, literally every streaming platform you can imagine. <laughs> Hundreds of streaming platforms, yeah. but uh, if you go on our Instagram, there's a, Instagram or Facebook, there's a link to a basically a hyper follow to all of our music but you can go on spotify and search us and go on amazon music or apple music anywhere just search through the tall woods you can google us and you'll find nice pictures of our average faces <laughs> nice pictures average faces great music i just totally slurred that for no reason i think it was because i was uncomfortable calling you average <laughs> <laughs> Um, and what is your Instagram handle uh, as well as your Facebook slash? Instagram handle is just through the tall woods NC. I know it's a mouthful. And then our Facebook is just slash through the tall woods. Might even be slash tall woods. I'm pretty sure it's slash. Slash the tall woods something. I don't know. Just search it in the search <laughs> bar. If you look up, Come up tall woods in Facebook search bar, there's a chance that you may find us. Go if, on your journey. And find if you're us. listening to this interview, I assume there's a link somewhere around for you to find our Facebook. <laughs> so there'll, there'll be a link for sure. There better be a link. There'll be a link. Have no doubt. <laughs> um, and final uh, comment for someone who's just getting into the band or just trying to figure out who y'all are, what's the number one track that you would recommend they listen to? Wake up early. Wake up early. That's the general consensus? Leaving too soon. Leaving too soon and wake up early are kind of our, our favorites. We did release Skin Deep as a single, but I think that wake up early really is a... Yeah, I think if we could redo it, we probably would have done that as their single. Yeah. Um, yeah, wake up early. Uh, I'd say leaving too soon, but we changed that one so much that we might even just end up re-recording it. So, wake up early. Go yeah. listen. Wake up early. Duly noted. Um, well, thank you all for talking with me today. Um, I will be sure to include the link to your Bandcamp and your social media, um, and uh, just link it to the album in general. Any final questions, comments, or concerns for the audience? Um, no, just thank you for having us. I hope yeah. you. Take the time to go listen to us, and I hope you enjoyed us. We're, we're somewhat interesting sometimes, but if you can find the link, uh, you'll be able to find us. So look yeah. for a link. That's all I got to say. Thank be you. on the lookout. Look for the link. Austin Taylor and Austin, Austin Taylor, Taylor, and we're through the tall ones. <laughs> and this has been The Local Beats.
gonna wake up.